Today, we're going to find out what teens are really saying when it comes to vaping. What's happening at school, in sports? How can you make the right decisions? All this and more coming up on the MPY Scoop. First, I spoke with Amelia Opsel, who is a high school senior, varsity athlete, and student council member. So um, my name is Amelia. At school, I really like taking math and French classes, and I've definitely become very involved in the extracurriculars. So I'm the president of student council. I'm the president of the Student Athletic Leadership Council. I'm very into sports as well. I like to do cross country and track, and I'm the president of French club. And I run a little like community service club that it's called Reading on the Road. And we distribute books to people who don't have access to libraries or can't buy their own books. So we're here today to talk about vaping and how that's affecting middle and high school students. What have you noticed as far as vaping goes in your school? Oh, well, I think it was interesting because I went from a school in eighth grade where no one really vaped. It wasn't really part of the conversation. It was a really small school and it wasn't really a thing. And then I got to high school, which is a lot bigger of a school. And I noticed it immediately because that was always the rumor was that if you went into the bathrooms, you wouldn't be able to see the mirror because there'd be like so much smoke, which is not the, that's not obviously reality, but I've definitely noticed it as a prevalent issue, specifically in the terms of how it divides the school. There's essentially the group that does vape and the group that doesn't vape. And there's a lot of resentment and condescending nature between the two groups actually I think I'd like to modify I Mm -hmm. think there's mostly like three central social classes there's the one where they do they vape and they also do other drugs and drink a lot and it's like clearly an issue whereas there's a group that kind of just does it as parties and then there's the group that doesn't do it and looks down upon it and understands that it's an issue Mm -hmm. and that's it's something that is not good for your health So you're saying that the people who are in your circle really impact those choices. Oh, 100%. I agree. I think it all depends on who you surround yourself with. Like, I have a friend group that absolutely does not be. And I think that's really important because you kind of hold each other accountable. And that's just the understanding within the friend group is we don't vape, we don't do drugs, things like that. How can you create that support system? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. I think it's just, I guess it's the choices that you make. You find yourself in situations where you're surrounded by people similar to you. So like my choice to become pretty involved in extracurriculars, it just so happened that the people, like typically the people who don't have a huge vaping problem, I don't really know how to describe it, but I guess the groups that I'm in, like cross country, and student council, or for instance, the Student Athletic Leadership Council, where we talk about how vaping is an issue. If you're doing things that support not vaping, you're probably going to be around people who also support not vaping. And it kind of builds that atmosphere of guys, we don't vape, it's a bad thing to do. And it builds like that culture within the team or the the club or whatnot. So Getting involved in anything that you're passionate about is a really good idea if you're someone who feels pressured to vape or someone who wants to start the process of quitting vaping. A hundred percent. I totally agree, especially with sports, because then if you do notice that, oh, wow, I can't run as well and you're dedicated to running, 
that's going to be a big pressure on yourself to like, okay, I need to stop this if it's hurting my running and I care about my running more than vaping. So you talked about doing track and cross country. Um, how has vaping kind of seeped into that world if it has? Um, I think in cross country, it's a lot smaller of a group and it's a similar social circle where it's understood that we really don't do that. But with track, it's a definitely a bigger group and we've noticed it a lot. Um, there was like one girl in particular who coming into high school, she was very talented. Everyone was really excited about like her joining the team and what she was going to add. And then she got very into vaping and by sophomore year, she'd quit. I think the hardest part is that there's a lot of talented athletes who vape and they say like, well, obviously it's not affecting me because I'm still very talented and I'm a starter, but you kind of just have to think like how much better could you be if you didn't vape? Have you seen advertisements on social media for these products? I get vaping ads all the time and I'm sure they're really prevalent on Instagram and TikTok. A lot of people that use those platforms are younger and they know that younger people are less developed. Their brain literally hasn't developed, so they may not be able to understand the consequences as fully as adults, and they'll, like, are more likely to succumb to peer pressure. So, again, it's smart because kids are more susceptible to that, like, negative influence, but, like, ethically, they don't, like, they're, they could, like, potentially be destroying a lot of young people's long-term health. I think a message to my peers would be, like, you need to kind of step back and think about, okay, is this really a good idea? Is it really worth harming my health when I'm 40? Is it really worth like disrupting so many other things in my life? Or how much better could you be? And remember that there's people in your life who will help you if you're addicted to vaping, and there's people in your life who want to see you be healthy. Next, I spoke with Elsa Rogers, who is a junior in high school and a member of the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. So uh, first of all, ever since I was in sixth grade, I've been part of Dover Youth Youth, which is a youth after-school drug prevention program. And here we work on advocacy in all different um, areas. For instance, we do work with policy change, media, community awareness, and education. And I've recently started working with the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids as an ambassador and here they helped me work on my advocacy skills and help me come up with projects that I can take action with in my community or around the country. Have you noticed vaping at your school? Yes. Um, some days it almost seems like the bathrooms at our schools are like the bathrooms in 50s themed movies, except it's vaping products instead of cigarettes. And it's definitely a problem among a lot of kids but the thing is there's so many kids that aren't using these products but you definitely notice it a lot more when you see the kids that are. What has made you not want to do that? Well one of the biggest things for me is that these products are so new that we don't even know what's going on with them. It took decades and decades for the Surgeon General to come out saying that tobacco caused cancer. So these products are so new, and why would you want to put anything that you're unsure about into your lungs? Because your lungs are a very important part of your body, and you wouldn't want to hurt them. So for me, it's a lot about not wanting um, to be injured by these products since I don't know a lot about them, or none of us know a lot about them because they've only been around for so long, as well as not wanting this industry to take advantage of me and my addiction if I use these products. 
you obviously are very educated on the topic, but before you knew facts about vaping, kind of what was your impression of it and how did you go about learning the facts? Well, first of all, when they first came out, they were, and they still are now, but also, or they are very advertised as a device to quit. And the one thing about that is the FDA does not um, label this as a nicotine cessation device. But they made it seem a lot like it was purely meant for that. But then once when I started seeing kids my age that have never, ever smoked um, tobacco products or used chewing tobacco or any nicotine product, starting to use these products, I realized that obviously people aren't just using them to quit. And then you decided to kind of dig deeper? Yeah, and through that, I found out that these products are very dangerous. And in addition, there are a bunch of uh, teen smokers who have started using these products as a way of quitting. And they say that it just makes their craving to use cigarettes even more. So now they're just using e-cigarettes alongside regular cigarettes instead of actually quitting. There are so many fun things you can be doing with your friends. You can be hanging out, playing games, doing extracurricular activities. Why would you choose to use these products? Because if you really think about it, this industry doesn't care about you. They're not trying to help you. They're just taking your money through your own addiction. So instead of letting this industry manipulate you, find something you can do that you'll enjoy and have a good time. Finally, I spoke with Macy Graves, a high school senior, varsity soccer player, and member of the NHIAA Student Leadership Committee. I am Macy Graves, and I'm going to be a senior. Awesome, thanks, and thank you so much for joining us today. I'm just curious to start off, what made you interested in being involved in a podcast like this? Well, as a, as a leader in my community, I was, I was a part of the NHIAA Student Leadership Committee, and our leader, Sarah, asked me if I would like to speak about my experiences with vaping in high school and other teams' substance abuse. So what have you noticed so far at your school as far as vaping? People vape to try to fit in, to be cool, or express their popularity, when really it kind of not, has nothing to do with the person's status. I've never really seen someone like ask another, oh, why don't you vape? But I've seen kids offer it to others and those kids being like too embarrassed to say no because everybody thinks it's such a big deal if you don't vape, but it's really not. Even sometimes people have said like, oh, good for you when I tell them I don't vape because I know once you get into it, you can't stop. And even some kids I know regret that. Are you involved in any sports? What have you been seeing there as far as vaping? Uh, so I've been playing soccer since I was like four years old. And I played soccer, club soccer and high school soccer. And also in high school, I've started running track. It's, it's really hard to watch when your teammates vape because me as a leader and a captain, I care a lot about my teammates and the uh, success of the team. And I know sometimes when kids get caught up in that, then it can really hurt their lives and their involvements in the things that they love to do, like sports. And you did just mention you're the captain of some of your teams and you talk about being a leader. What does leadership mean to you? Uh, I believe that anybody can really be a leader if they um, stick with what they believe in and encourage others to better themselves. If students want to be leaders in their either peer groups or communities, how can they go about that? What are some things that they can start working on? 
anybody can be a leader. And if somebody wants to be a leader, they just have to be the first one to make that move. They can't be embarrassed to be the first one to stand up and do something because the leader is the one who sets the example and the leader is the one that um, others follow. So if you are willing to get out of your comfort zone and do what you think is right, then you could make great impact with it when others see your success from your decisions. Any advice for having these conversations with friends? Your friends will always be able to listen to you. Don't think that they will disown you because you you have a different opinion in them because you can always talk with people and work things out pretty much if you are willing to and you just got to get past that barrier of uh, embarrassment or fear that somebody will think of you different. After speaking with these three young leaders about vaping, I wanted to learn more about vaping prevention. So I spoke with Kristen DeVideo from JSI, who works on the Save Your Breath NH campaign. So I focus on the area of behavior change and how that can be brought into a marketing and communications campaign or a program and all under the umbrella of public health. What inspired the Save Your Breath campaign? This project is funded by the New Hampshire Department of Health and Human Services Tobacco Prevention and Cessation Program. So we conducted a survey of youth in New Hampshire, 13 to 18 years of age, specific to end use or vaping. But basically, we saw that it was certainly an issue across all age groups, across males and females. The use is around the same for both. And we didn't see that there was a clear distinction between kind of these peer affiliation crowds. It really was across uh, all youth and that there was some knowledge in the, in the youth that answered our survey around some of the risks um, from use, but not all of them. And there wasn't the same attitude around use thinking of it as a negative behavior as there was around cigarette use. And all this kind of came together where we could bring together our core messages for the campaign. We want it to look undesirable, it's harmful. Um, and so bringing the facts out about that. And also we wanted to increase self-efficacy. So youth that maybe felt like they couldn't quit, could. And that it was something that everyone was not doing. And so those were kind of the tenets that went into the campaign. Where will people see the campaign? It's a digital campaign primarily right now. And if you're not in the age group of 13 to 18 and live in New Hampshire, you probably haven't seen it. We are running on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube. We are also on Spotify. And the campaign is getting a lot of activity. To see all the resources, including TikTok videos and Snapchat filters, visit SaveYourBreathNH.org. So we learned that even though it may seem like everyone is vaping, that's not the case. We also learned that surrounding yourself with supportive friends and doing activities that you enjoy will help you to stay healthy and away from e-cigarettes. Thank you to our guests, Amelia Opsel, Elsa Rogers, Macy Graves, and Kristen DeVideo for being a part of this production. To learn more about vaping, visit SaveYourBreathNH.org. If you would like to quit vaping or other products, text Start My Quit to 855 855- 891-9989 or visit mylifemyquit.org. 
This episode was hosted by me, Claire Garand, and produced by Media Power Youth. This podcast is made possible by the New Hampshire Department of Health and Human Services Tobacco Prevention and Cessation Program. You can learn more about their work at dhhs.nh.gov. Music was Plus 32 by Steve Combs on the album Steve Combs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.